Well, it goes to show you, Doc. Maybe I've been at this job too long. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. All right, so this week on Dork Trek, we're watching Columbo. What's the name of the episode we're watching? Fade into Murder. Fade into Murder. Starring. Top Fade? Top Fade. Fade into Murder. Starring William Shatner. In his first Columbo appearance. I I need to watch a second Columbo appearance because he said he plays like a a Rush Limbaugh type, right? I could watch this guy like that go down. Kind of a a Rush Limbaugh slash... uh, G. Gordon Liddy? No, no, no. What's the the Lufa guy? Uh, Oh, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, yeah. Lufa, Bill O'Reilly. Why is he the Lufa guy? Because he got into a lot of trouble because Fox News had to pay out a bunch of money... You don't, you don't remember this? We, we did this on the old yeah, Mike and Bob show. I don't remember the loofah part. Yeah, like he was he would call like his his staffers and like ask them about their loofahs and where they use it and stuff. And like we had transcripts and we read it all sexy and stuff. Uh, like I'm that. working on a story. <laughs> that was a fun <laughs> bit that we did. We like we like read you diaries up the the. I might, that might have been before my time of it was listening. Good. It was good. Um, but yeah, so this one is fade into murder. It's good. It's a good episode. It's it's. I will say this. I didn't like it as much as the Nimoy episode. No. See, Nimoy was. I disagree. Ooh. I liked it more than the Nimoy. Really? Episode. Okay. Yeah. So I like it that we're split here on that. Why? You know who I really liked was the lady who got murdered. Oh, she was great. She was a great character. Yeah. Claire. Claire. She because mm-hmm. the way it kind of worked out was. Um, do you want to do like we did last week, blow by blow? Because I thought that was effective. I have a, a synopsis. Give it to us. Now. Give it to us. All right. So it's, it starts out and, you know, uh, it looks like it's a completely different mystery show. And that's because it is. We're watching Everybody's them scrambling film. for their TV guy. Yeah. We're in a show in a show. Grandma. Why, has it, why hasn't it? Why hasn't? I'm sure it's happened. I've never seen it. But why not at a Star Trek convention? Has anyone not cosplayed this guy? Uh, as um, Lieutenant Lucerne, as Lucerne, like with the white hat and the and the neckerchief and the the rose, it's the perfect. Cane, yeah. You know, uh, see my next cost next, when conventions. The come elevator back, shoes. Yeah, the elevator shoes. I'm I'm going as Mark Davis. Who's Mark Davis? The Gopher. I'm going to follow around the guy who cosplays <laughs> Lucerne. That's cool. All right, bringing him coffee and stuff. I was uh, was Lucerne taking Mark's cane? When he was acting, and so Mark had to limp around. No, no, he had his own fancy. He had, cane. Own, he had, he had a fancy cane. Yeah, he had a fancy cane. So we we see Lucerne. He's um, he's like a famous TV detective or mm-hmm. whatever, right? And then we we cut away, you know, from this. The producers are negotiating with the studio for his salary, and we find out that he one he's won an Emmy. Yes, and two he's the highest paid actor. On the network. We also learned three that this is the highest rated show on television. Yes. And so the female, um, pro- the female producer, Claire, 
Claire is trying to get more money for her actor, which is weird because it's all coming out of the same pot. Yeah. She's like, he deserves more money. Gotta have more. Gotta have more. If he leaves, we don't have a show. This whole thing is shot. We need him. So then the other guy's like, okay. And he doesn't really say much after that. So then they kind of go back to uh, kind of talking to these network people and they all agree. And the guy in the blue sweater says, well, if, you know, I'm the silent partner here, but if my wife says so, then this is what I think as well. So then you kind of know, okay, these two are producers and they're married and they're producing this show for William Shatner. The highest paid actor. The highest paid actor on television. The actor Ward Fowler. Ward Fowler. Who plays Detective Lister. See, there's like layers. Whenever we... Okay, so this is where I want to just take a second. One of the things that I love and at the same time I absolutely hate, right? It's when, like, Stephen King does this a lot and then (laughs) shows like this do this sometimes where Stephen King will make the hero of the protagonist of the story, a writer who's an English teacher who, you know, basically he, he does this, you know, all right, I know how to be, I know what it's like to be a writer. I know what it's like to be an English teacher. So the main stars, an English teacher who wants to be a writer. Right. And then as soon as I read that character description, I'm just like, "Eh, okay. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool. Same thing for this. It's like we're we're doing a detective show. In a detective show. On a detective show. Because yeah, 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 they yeah. do this a couple of times on Murder, She Wrote, too. Mur- who died? The, the creator of Murder, She Wrote and Columbo died this week. I was more excited that, you know, before I found that out, that Murder the co- creator of Murder, She Wrote was also the creator of columbo there's not a hot reggae song called columbo columbo Columbo. (laughs) and so um they could play it right after they play murder she wrote like do a remix just one more thing columbo columbo Let me tell you about the detective. His name was Columbo. I, I think they played that at one. <laughs> he got a real lazy eye in his head. But Columbo always gets his man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, skyrocketing up the charts. Yeah. So um So Claire tells she, you know, we cut to later. We're behind the scenes. We're another cameo that you may not have noticed when they're on the back lot walking uh Shatner's in his bathrobe. I was just distracted by Shatner in his bathrobe. I couldn't watch anything else but like this big hunk of a man walking around in his bathrobe. I was I was very impressed. I, I, I was wondering what kind of shoes he had. But then Claire is telling him about the rays, and there's some yeah. some back and forth in the background. If you pay attention, there's a PT boat from World War II, mm-hmm. and it's the PT boat from McHale's Navy. Ah, interesting. Okay, there's so, a lot of cool little... Little, little things, things like that. I, I, like, that okay. I noticed, yeah. Nice. But uh, she's telling him, you know, he's going to get the money, and, you know, he should be happier, but then, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, well, you're taking 50% off the top, so, you yeah. know... It's, it's... And now we know why she was fighting so hard to get the actor the money. Because that's more money for her, baby. That's her money. More silver certificates. <laughs> it's oh such God. a 70s thing to say a yeah, silver yeah, She's all about yeah. them silver certificates. We're, the we're still on the gold standard at this point? Uh, no, because didn't Nixon get rid of the gold standard? But I thought that was like 73 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but this is the sixth season. Is it? Yeah. No, okay. So the, what's, what's the a silver certificate worth in... How much is a $1 silver certificate worth? 
it could be worth over a thousand dollars if they're in perfect condition. So, however, they trade for a uh, hundred. She would ruin the condition a little by putting it up on the wall. I was gonna say using it as wallpaper is going to ruin them. <laughs> Because that's the joke she makes. And I've never even heard of a silver certificate until this episode. Like, I've heard of, like, war bonds and I shit. I honestly didn't know what she was talking about at first until later when they're like, oh, I get all the silver certificates now. I can cash them in. I was like, oh, silver. Okay. But now it says it. the end of silver certificates um, in nearly three decades since the passage of the Silver Purchase Act in 1934. The demand steadily rose, blah, 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 1964. Treasure Douglas C. Dillon halted the redemption of silver certificates for silver dollar coins. So what are they worth then? Probably worth more for collecting. Is is this a case? For... Well, see, I was thinking it was one of those things where the writers are from the sixties. So in like the early sixties, they were like super valuable. So that's the thing. He's like, oh yeah, silver certificates. I used to have my my dad used to have those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're crazy expensive. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, it's just like, eh. So, yeah, it's just, it was one of those things that just made it feel very dated. But I understood what she was saying because you hear the word certificate. And if it was the like, 80s, oh, okay. it'd be Kruger Ants or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. And gold bullion. Yes. <laughs> we'll be on a beach collecting 20%. Some AT&T stock. Um, but yeah, so so she's excited because she's going to get more money. And then he even mentions, like, remember that episode we did where the guy killed the person blackmailing him? And she's like, you would never do anything like that. You're too much of a pussy, basically. Yeah. And he's like, I guess you're right. And, and then you're she, a deserter from yeah. war. Yeah. yeah. That was a big detail she just threw out. You're like, dang, son. And then she leaves. Like, Well, she takes a phone call. That's the whole reason why she's there. She's yeah. taking a phone call. She's got to go to a premiere. She doesn't want a greasy cheeseburger. She's going to go to Jerry's Delicatessen and grab herself a sandwich. Or Tony's. Before, yeah, or Tony's. That's right, Tony's. And then she's going to hit the hit the town. So uh, your boy hears all this, Ward, and he calls his pal over, and they watch the ball game. And then I think this is a real dick move right off the bat where he's like, you have a drink. He's like, I can't. I've been on the wagon for eight months. It's been really One great. One drink's not going to hurt you. One drink's not going to hurt you. Just drink it. <laughs> and he just sits down and starts booze. It's like, and meanwhile, though, eight he, months? Uh... Like eight months right out the window. And not only that, he... He's so uh, starstruck, though. He cosbeat him. Yeah, he totally cosbeat him. He, he slipped him a Mickey. And then he passed out. Then and he then he sucked his dick. <laughs> yes. He's like, he said, they're watching the Dodgers game. He sets the VCR. I, I don't think that was a Dodgers game. I, think I don't that was, think that's the VCR, technically. Yeah, that was an Angels game. Because if it was a Dodgers game, I would have heard Vin Scully's voice. I thought it was the Dodgers. Just, just to be fair, I mean, they might have been saying it was a Dodgers game, but look, if I don't hear Vin Scully's voice, it ain't a Dodger game. When did the California Angels become a franchise? Um, in the sixties. Where, where they did they come in with the uh, the Mets and the Astros? I think so. You'd have to sixty. Yeah, California Angels. They were a part of the blah blah blah. Sixty-one expansion teams. Okay. There you go. So, yeah, so they would have been a team by then. One of the first two. Yeah. Owned by Gene Autry. Gene Autry. Yeah. He's a famous cowboy. The Autry family still owns the team, don't reindeer. they? I don't know. I think they do. No, because what's his name does now? The Artie Moreno. Principal, yeah. Cause Artie and yeah, Carol Moreno. He bought him for $325 million. What a bargain. Yeah. No shit, right? <laughs> they're worth 
probably like triple two or, that now. Two or three billion now. Yeah. In 2019, oh, I guess in 2019, the city of Anaheim voted to sell the stadium and the land around. Okay. So how much did he buy the team for? Um, Gene Autry, blah, 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 city of Anaheim, blah. I don't care that much. But yeah, so anywho. Um, See, I got to know who's playing, though. I, be, it, I, it, I'll go back and watch. I think Bob's right, though. It can't be the Dodgers because, again, not to be a baseball nerd, but if it's the Dodgers, you would hear Vin Scully's voice. Was Unless, he... Who was the ABC announcers back or the NBC announcers back then? He's the Dodger. You know, they, yeah, they they would always use the, uh, if I remember correctly, from watching baseball as a kid, like the local guys would be on TV. And Scully, and if it was a national game, there was a time where Vince Scully was doing national games. Gotcha. But yeah, so it's I think it's an Angels game, but that's just me. Okay. I could be wrong, but again, I didn't hear Vince Scully's voice, and I don't even think that the stuff matches up because the stuff, yeah, but anywho, so watching the game, the guy passes out. Yep, knocks him out, <laughs> says the VCR, and then he's off. And uh, now Off to murder! <laughs> now, when he does the murder... Well, we, we forgot the part where, is this when he grabbed, he grabbed all the stuff first from the... Yeah, property. I was going to say, did he, he grab the stuff before his yes. boy came over? Yeah. So okay. after he, yeah. I guess they don't shoot at night. They don't shoot any, uh, you know, film anything yeah, at night. Studios are nine to five, Dennis. You don't really know a lot about how television and film yeah. work. Studios, it's just like you. It's an eight hour a day, Monday to Friday, nine to five, mm-hmm. and that's how you get that quality entertainment. So he grabbed the triple fat goose, grabbed the mask, grabbed the gun, and then split. And What's then up with that ski mask? It was real funny though with, that with, with the the nose thing. <laughs> like, well, that that was the point, right? He cut it up that way to make it unrecognizable. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm saying though how it was made, like when he's first wearing it. I thought he did that intentionally. No, I think he he cut it up. He after cut it up he, after he committed the. Right. Yeah, but when he first wore it, it's got this triangle over the nose. Yeah, it's real weird looking. So but, he so, so you can yeah. snort your coke. The cool part is he's sitting in the car. He's yeah. really invested in this game because he's listening to the game on the radio. Like, yeah. he really well, wants to know what's happening. <laughs> it gets the fifth inning. It's tied, <laughs> like, three to three or something. I was like, wow, he's a real baseball fan. He's like, you, you know, know what? i got to find out the score of the game before I go murder this lady. <laughs> well, you always got to know the score before you kill a dude. Yeah. Hey, he had a, a driveway game? moment outside of Tony's. Like, I can't kill him yet. Oh, He almost are, missed her. <laughs> it's three to, it, it's, it's a three, two count runner on third base with two outs. I got to see, I can hear what happens. I got $10 on this bitch. Hold on. So then, so then he goes inside and he yeah. holds up the joint and he hits Tony in the head with the gun. And he's smart. Yeah. Empties the register Empties and the her register wallet and her wallet. And now it's obviously a, a robbery. But I love his voice when he's doing the robbery. We're going to do this real quiet. Like, and it's like, what? Like, the whole thing. This is what this is what it sounded like if if Shatner had been like, Batman. Shatner can't stop being Shatner. Shatman. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. And then she even's like, "What Ward? Where's Rachel? Ward is that you? Where's Rachel? Why did you? Why did you say that name? She totally spots him too. Ward, what are you <laughs> doing? And it's like, shut up. But he goes with it. I wanted you to know it was me. And he's like, yeah, you know what? You're not going to do it. You don't have the stones. And bang, shoots her in the back. Shoots her dead. Boom. Yeah. She was as surprised as anyone. And then falls over and leaves. And then Ward leaves and then goes back to the house and then wakes up. his, yeah. Rewinds the game, wakes up his drunk friend and tells him like. Okay, resets his watch. Yeah, resets his watch. Yeah. 
See, but this is the one thing, okay? Okay, this is this is going to be real s- small potatoes here. Because before he goes back, he goes to a dumpster, cuts mm-hmm. up the mask, cuts up the jacket. That is that's what that was. I was like, this is what's going to get him. I thought me it, too. I thought because, the feathers were going to get him. Thank you, Sook, because we have a down pillow in this house that Shay peed on the other day, right? But it has a, a thing that like is a cover that you can unzip and put in the wash, yeah, yeah. which is very nice. But I unzipped this fucking thing and there were feathers <clears throat> fucking everywhere. And I just unzipped a fucking zipper to get a pillow out. And this is the, this is the cover over the pillow. Yeah. You didn't even open the pillow. Yeah, no, I just unzipped the cover and there was feathers everywhere. Yeah. And I'm still finding feathers. This was like a month ago. Now See, this guy cuts up a, a down coat and there's no feathers. See, I think this is no feathers. This is where you, well, all of us, no feathers, are, are tainted by CSI and and Law and Order and all the modern shows. Enhance because forensics and all Enhance. that stuff. You know, we watch all this stuff and we know that this is like well, they, they found it. Like they would have taken the ski cap and they wouldn't have just found makeup inside. They would have found a hair. And then they'd have found a root and they'd done a DNA on it and been like, oh, Dude. it's Ward. Yeah. You know, so maybe they weren't as big on feathers back then. But I thought for sure the feather would have been like they had found a feather at the at the dump scene and then a feather in his car or something. Because, yeah. like, those things are everywhere. So I got to say. I, I was, thought for sure. Did he drive his car? Yeah. Just driving around in his car with he puts the murder weapon in a tree, like in a hollow tree. Well, he's got like a secret on his property. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that wasn't like long term story. That was just to to get it out of the way. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, the police are going to come question you. Yeah, but they don't think he's a suspect yet. Then they he wakes up his friend, resets the watch, resets the clock, resets the game, and's like, "Oh man, your boy, you owe me ten bucks. My boy got a hit. You're hammered, drunk. Why don't you go to bed?" Yeah. He's got a guest room with a big portrait of himself. That was fucking awesome. That's the other thing. So in in the guest room, he's got a picture of himself. In uh, the other producer's office, there's a picture of him on one of the walls. And if you watch the newer 1990s Columbo uh, with Shatner, in the radio station, there's a giant portrait. Dude, there's a there's a scene in the episode where him and Columbo are talking about something at at Ward's house. They mm-hmm. both get up and there's a picture of Shatner as Captain Kirk, Kirk in the background. Yeah, in the background, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, and like his Emmy, like the thing that's supposed sitting to be his Emmy is sitting on the table. Like yeah. it's this is just like uh, this uh, guy is full uh, of himself. Yes, it's just a mantle to himself and his greatness and Ward's greatness. And so. Um... What the lady's dead. He cuts up the jacket and stuff. Puts his drunk friend in bed. Sets the guy's clock back to the yes. right time now. Yes. So when he wakes up tomorrow, he's going to be like, "Oh, it. Yep, my watch is right. I I must have been there." So we cut to we're filming the next day. God, it's fucking hilarious. And Columbo does Columbo. That's <laughs> so funny. You know, enter the detective, and like he 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 
stumbles into a scene. He's like walking through he's the background. walking through the background, and they're trying to avoid cutting. They're like, no, go go in tight, go in. He's like, I'm in tight as I can't. You know, they're like trying to like frame it so he's it's out. An of expensive us. film. Yeah, and he's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, and then he goes. Back the Let me just go back. Do you, oh, should I go back? I, I should. Go. It's he is so wonderful. Like he's just so Wait, wonderful. No watch. one bumbles as as great as Peter Falk. No, nobody. Like he's. He's such a great comedic actor, and he's not even trying. That's like, the only thing I would say that, uh, you know, you talk about Forrest Whitaker as him. Forrest Whitaker couldn't pull that off as well because he's too big. Yeah. Like, it's easy to do when you're a little guy like Peter Falk. Which well, that up. was also very funny, too, because when they're getting a statement from the— Tony. From Tony, he's like, he was a, he was a little guy, like your height— average height he's yeah. like no no he's he was like shorter average. no he's a little below average <laughs> and so that's i guess we kind of went over that scene but it's that's so uh, good walter koenig yeah walter koenig's uh, checkoff is there but just that scene alone for me i was like this is what because peter Falk is trying to like no no i'm average oh, height so average, average height average height <laughs> it's like nah shorter little less than <laughs> so fucking and funny. even checkoff in the background yeah. is kind of grinning yeah. at that one you know, so then like he stumbles onto the set, he knocks over some lights, and he meets um, a ward, and Columbo instantly just like just ah, lights geez. up like a Christmas tree. Like yes. as soon as he sees Shatter, my wife knew I was sitting here talking to <laughs> Detective Lucerne. As soon as he and starts in with all his Lucerne stuff and the acting, Columbo's just fucking losing it. Like, you could just see his face. Like, it was wonderful to watch. This episode looked like a lot of fun. It looked like both guys were having a lot of fun with each other. I think that's why I enjoyed it more. Okay, so... I, I think they that. played off each other really well. Yeah. I can see that. was this cold-hearted killer. Mm-hmm. He He was methodical. He was logical. Whatever. This, in and not to just jump around too much, but so whenever Columbo would counter, like they would be do, they would say something, and whenever Shatner would give a good explanation, and Columbo would accept the explanation, mm-hmm. it would Shatner would kind of feel proud of himself. Ooh, that look, was like, that, that yeah. was that was a good one, and then when Columbo would counter, it was like you know on other points. It was like Lucerne or or Ward or Shatner well, would appreciate oh ah uh, you know like ah that's a point to like there was this back and forth where there was like an appreciation almost of, well they even mentioned the at one point in the episode where they're talking to each other like they're an investigative team yeah Lucerne and, and Columbo and and, and well, Columbo is like trying to figure out who am I talking to right now? Am I yes. talking to Ward or Lucerne? Like he's at a seance or something. And that's when to that and that was more later on in the episode. And I don't want to jump too far ahead without yeah. getting there, uh, but I'll bring that up later. Yeah. Or I guess now you could. I, I mean, he, I thought well, it happened pretty early where he's yeah. like, "Well, if I was Lieutenant Lucerne, I would." But know, that was the one thing I found aggravating about. about the episode was that like yeah. Shatner just had to Shatner. Yeah, like he okay. was. There was too much of that, it. Like, that's true to this actor too. So that that was just good casting. <laughs> no, no, totally. Like, yeah, no, it was it was perfect casting. We, we need like, a pompous ass who steals every scene and chews on the scenery. Who, yeah. who's available? Shatner's available. Oh shit, let's do yeah. it. But like the fact that like he held he was, this episode for three years waiting for Shatner <laughs> just, to be available. Yes, but the fact that he kept switching like later on, like I guess when they finally at the end when he's like, well. I talked to 
Ward, and this is what he told me. It's like, I thought he was going for some schizo thing later on, because I'm thinking, like, how is this going to play out in trial? Like, yeah. is he going to go for, like, a schizo or something? Or But, like, that was a little too much for me, and that took away from it. Like, I appreciated him pretending to be, like, the detective guy. Like, oh, look, we're both detectives, blah, 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 trying to solve this murder. But then when he kept saying, well, I was talking to Ward, and this is what he told me. And even Columbo was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, here? he's kind of like, <laughs> he's like, this guy is a few, uh, few cards short of a deck. I think he enjoyed it. He was like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> he knew like, pretty early. What, what, I think, yeah. like, the point where I think he knew was the watch he was like hmm. five yeah. minutes huh all right i think I, he, as soon as he met him, like he was like oh she was my my mentor and she discovered me and yeah. what am i gonna do and this is such a reason, loss and he was like this motherfucker killed her <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. when when he gets there colombo's looking for sid her husband yeah. can't find him that's what he has his interaction with uh, Ward, he had breaks the news to him, and we heard about it on the radio, and he's all shook up. And then the scene with when when Mark comes over to give him his soup, and he's like, "Get out of here!" I was I was probably alone. I would hate to think alone in my thoughts, reading a script, something banal like that. He's like, "I wish I could. I wish I could have been there to do something." But boss, you was watching the game with me at uh, quarter to nine, and he's like, "What?" Don't be ridiculous. And he's like, no, no, I was there. I looked at my watch and get out of here with it. It's it's like he's trying to give me an alibi. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, you're guilty. Yeah. That I'm that was when Columbo's like, ah, oh, geez, this guy just moved to the top of the list. <laughs> There's well, I think for a minute there he was still interested in the husband. Yeah, I gotta well, yeah, because when the husband does show up, okay, so Sid He had to rule him out. And yeah. he's like so uh, where was you last night? I looked for you, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well, once a month I go to my attorney's house." At first, I thought and he we was have a chess game. He was and a I'm secret like, gay, is what I thought. And I'm like, "You have these chess marathons, and it it was a, a vigorous game of chess, and it I'm lasted until you, five a.m." And I'm is like, it, "Is chess code for gaystuffn?" Well, you know, I have polished a few bishops, but I mean, that's. Uh, <laughs> Yes, like, queen. <laughs> it all fits. But uh, it's just like, what is, what? Chess tournament all night? That's your excuse. And then I'm like, well, maybe it was the 70s. And, and I'm like, no, I remember the fucking 70s. Chess wasn't some Dude, shit wait. that you. Where did your lawyer well, go? Gary Kasparov uh, famous at this point or something? Well, there's a Columbo episode about chess. Yeah. Season two, it's a chess match where a chess yep. guy kills his wife or something. Who was the star on that one? Some deaf guy. He's deaf or some shit. I think because uh, he doesn't hear the loud noises in the warehouse. That's the giveaway, if memory serves me. Was it he Worf? Didn't, he, he didn't hear the people saying, stop killing him. Well, please <laughs> don't, don't kill, kill the everyone. guy. I'm so glad there's no witnesses here. <laughs> I'm going to kill them all. I the killed God him. Sort but... him out. He's like, yeah, I used a gun. How did anybody know I used a gun? They don't make any noise. Um, the most crude is that? No, that's a that, that's a good one. Most that's dangerous a, match. Yeah, yeah, there it is. I just I need to see who the the guy is. I'm the sorry, guy it's, it's is gonna make Lawrence me crazy. Harvey. At least they didn't name it Killmate or 
or something like that. Lawrence Harvey, uh, when chess check into murder. Lawrence Harvey loses an impromptu game to an Eastern European champion, Jack Kirshner, the night before the championship match. Clayton Eastern Europeans name is Jack Kirshner. No, that's the actor's name. Oh, um, Tomlin Dudik, and so Clayton decides to kill Dudik. The hearing impaired Clayton shoves him into a garbage grinder. Jesus. Dudek survives, so Clayton poisons his rival in the hospital before he can regain consciousness. The hell of an episode. I didn't kill so you the it, first time, so I'm going to kill you this so, time. So maybe chess was a bigger thing back then than we were remembering. I gotcha. Old War, man. But then they have this weird scene where, like, you know, your boy's wearing a really nice sweater, the husband, yeah. Sid. His and mohair then, sweater. And, and then um, we have to hug. Yeah, they hug, and then he gets it caught on his on his sweater. He's like, oh, I got to get this off. Sid looks so uncomfortable yeah. with that hug. Oh, yeah, because that guy's fucking like, his wife. What the yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's fucking yeah. his wife, and he's taking like a third of his budget for his television program. So, yeah, he probably does not like him very much. And he even mentions it later when we get to the fact that he's landed all this moolah that they found, yeah. these silver certificates in a bank in in – in Toronto. Toronto and he's like and uh, Ward's got IOUs all over the place for me so I love that guy like he is yeah, the he's, best <laughs> he's not gonna say shit anymore yeah, yeah but no so he gives him the awkward hug and they go refilm the scene but he gets his 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 uh button buttons caught in the sweater and he kind of pulls it or something and um really nice sweater too it now Sid's crazy quick excuse is that uh his lawyer is it can't confirm because he's on a plane to rome yeah he's in rome since this is in the 70s planes to rome could take you know forever like months (laughs) to get to you know by air this was the old and you gotta call rome how is that even possible in the plane to ancient rome yeah he might as well have been going to the moon (laughs) you've got to you've got to talk to lily tomlin and she has to connect you and it's a whole process so you know there so He's like, hey, while we're filming this, Mark, why don't you go entertain the detective? So, you know, limpy Mark takes him outside and uh, they're talking about something. And he's like, well, you know, just to, to let you know, detective, you know, he, he was I was there at that time. And, you know, we were watching the game because it was right right here on my watch. And he's like, well, what time do you got? And he's like, oh, it's 11 on the dot. And then the guy's like, oh, geez, for a thousand dollars, you think a watch could, you know, keep time. I lost five minutes overnight. Yeah, and he's like, huh? And he's like, yeah, I was rolling back five minutes. He's yeah, like, he, always, he always, you know, keep your watch. I do that with some of my clocks, keeping yeah. my head a little bit, and that way you're, you know, closer to on time until you I'm get the time used to guy. It. Yeah, he's got it, and, and it, it makes sense. And then... Uh, Not really, he, because you automatically account for, oh, well, I know that my watch is set five yeah. minutes fast. So Eventually, you're just fooling yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, I forget, time, though. Time is time, you know? I forget. Time is time. Well said, Dennis. Time is a flat circle, but uh, but um, then Columbo, I guess, goes off to talk to some of the the stage crew about something else. Yeah, but we don't really see what that was about. Yeah, yet. So then, um, goes on to the next day. 
uh, what is it? He um, goes to the he goes to the Jaws set, and then he's got a white circle on his back. And I'm like, why does he have a circle on his back? And they have like a simple conversation about, oh yeah, this, that, and the other thing, yada yada yada. You got two minutes, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they had a relationship, but not anymore. Bloom, bloom, yeah. bloom. So then that plants the seed. Okay, they're involved somehow. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Columbo goes and visits him again, and he asks Shatner to draw a white circle on his back. So they film those scenes. Out of order. Out of order, yeah. because Columbo shows up in the that scene. And I even told Stephanie, I was like, why does he have a white circle on his back? And then the next scene, they drew it on him. And I was like, it's permanent chalk. That's really like, funny. God damn it. You ruined it. <laughs> You're not supposed to ruin the jacket. So, that's really funny. And that's that where Columbo really funny comes funny. up with a thing that, yeah. you know, she had to have had her hands up. Well, because they're, pontifica- they're pontificating about, well, in order for him to pull off that shot, because he shot her in the heart, he would have to be an expert marksman. And even an expert marksman from that distance would blah, 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 blah. And Columbo counters him with, well, who's going to run for their lives? And he does very comically with the hands above their head running for their lives like this. <laughs> he's, he looks like a little kid does whatever a kid pretends he's Superman. Yeah. And runs around the front. Of Maybe she thought she was Superwoman and she was going to fly away from the crime scene. She's trying okay. to flex her shoulder blades to yeah. catch the bullet. <laughs> so then. Um, but I think at this point he knows that it's him. Yeah. And so the other thing, though, is that they found makeup inside the mask because they found the mask in the cut up coat. Yeah. And the mask had makeup in it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so, well, I use makeup, of course. So he's like, yeah, but there was like five different shades of makeup in there. And, and, and ladies, they liked to, because there was the initial <laughs> thing of maybe it was a woman. Yeah. So we got to check the makeup. But then he comes back, meets up with him at his trailer again. And, bef- you know, Ward's not around. So Columbo finds out, oh, Ward's got platform shoes. So he's not as tall as we think. Now, this is okay. Now, this is me again thinking about the trial. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm thinking about the trial of Ward, whatever his name is. Right. Uh, Ward Fowler. Um, Fowler. Okay. Now, could Ward Fowler's lawyer make a case that Columbo was some obsessed fan who is like when Ward's not around, he's wearing his hat, he's got his shoes on, he's at his house, like talking to detective LaRosa or whatever his name is in character. Like they have video of it. Like, could they make the case that he is like an obsessed fan with this guy? And that's why he focuses on him. Well, I, I mean, would, I would love to see the scenes with Columbo and the DA. He's like, Columbo, you fucking ruined everything. <laughs> why are you tampering wearing- with all the evidence? <laughs> You're smoking a cigar while you are messing with the hole in her back. Getting ass. It's like, <laughs> you, like you, you literally touch the, the entry wound. <laughs> it's like, boink, boink. it's like, what are you doing? But I like think he, he on asks, trial day, I think it's a complete, it's like a switch. He just and, turns on to like pro Columbo. Like, and like he's as cold as Nimoy was in his episode. So he comes in with like a nicely pressed suit and boom, trial day. Him. Yeah. That, that hair that's the, can, over. the reason he can keep up the act, <clears throat> nobody knows it's the same guy because it's like a Clark Kent Superman thing. It's just like light switch, boom. I, I know that's, but that's what I was thinking about. Like, re, like really, man. Like this is gonna all yeah. come up during the trial, you know. And like, how much time is he gonna do? Really, you think for shooting her? Because she was blackmailing him. He was under distress about being blackmailed and the secret coming out. Like, you could get probably seven, right? Like, you could get out of this in seven, the celebrity. I don't know, I don't know I mean, what the state of 
uh, criminal law was. Or the, is it pre-76? Or do you think it's like premeditated he's getting the chair? Well, I don't think they have the chair. They didn't they do away the yeah, chair? That's I don't why think, Manson's alive. Yeah, I don't think uh, crim- or capital punishment was available at that time. Uh, Jack McCoy would have got him the chair somehow. Yeah. But do you think like, because I like to think about that too when I watch the episodes, like how long is this person going to get? Because most of the Columbo murders are premeditated. Yeah. Like it's very mm-hmm. meticulously planned and thought out and we yeah. drug witnesses and we do this. There's very few like height of passion moments where someone just snaps and kills somebody. I, I was going to say, I, I maybe with me rewatching it more now, I will go through. And, and see uh, and see how many uh, maybe I should make like a tally of of the murders because I know like the first one prescription murder Connect was absolutely with red like yarn. planned. I would love to see like get a lawyer's opinion like how long would this guy get for this? Like if you were a lawyer, how would well, you, you mean, just try to plead this out? What's and not California even to... California Penal Code from 1976 or whatever? Well, you know, this whatever. is murder one. I mean, he shot he killed this lady in premeditated murder. But like, is the DA going to be like, okay, it might be murder too. I don't. They could probably plea him down. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're a famous guy. She was blackmailing you. You were under a lot of duress. Yeah. See, because... and that, I, that's kind of what I like about Colombo is I don't. I mean, you don't I have to worry about order that. For, yeah, law and order is for law and order. Colombo, it's how does he catch him? Yeah, you know he's going to do time. And it's up to the state of California for that. We, but you have no we, interest in how we've got much the time proof. he's going to do. Like we've here, we've got the it. proof. I guess you know in the long run, I would like to think when the second Shatner comes along, that the first Shatner's still in prison. Okay. Is it the evil twin? No, it's just you know just you know there's only so many faces in the universe, and some people <laughs> look alike. All right. But, uh, so um so yeah. So this is moving along pretty well. They keep having all these fun interactions with each other. Yeah. Columbo slowly piecing it together. He goes back and sees the producer. With the help of Lieutenant Lucerne. Yeah, Lucerne, who's helping him yeah. you know, along the we way. We find out that he changed his name. Yes, it's a secret. He, he, she found him in Toronto, which is cool because that's where Shatner started. So, yeah. you know, easy to, to kind of play that accent if you needed to. Which I guess that's why he talks the way he does. So my name is so and so. Yeah, and then this episode was written by William me. Shatner to throw the police off the trail of him actually killing somebody, <laughs> which he does later. I think that's the next. You need to watch the second Shatner episode. Why does his wife die in a pool or something? Nobody calls nine one one, and it's kind of sketchy. Yeah. So it's just like I watched that's before that. his wife actually died, right? Yeah, it's about four or five years before she died. So I was watching this going. Mm. This is unfortunate. <laughs> hmm. Me, I, I mean, I was in the show. The same thing <laughs> happened. And then I watched this episode, and it pretty well confirms it. Didn't we do an episode last season about the guy who yeah. kills the? And the and I'm like, hmm. I've always defended him, but now mm-hmm. he's really had this plan in mind for a long time. Like before he even met her, and then he executed on it. He didn't even know her. This because that was his second wife that uh, passed away. And so it's just like what? But uh, so anyway, yeah. So there's the back and forth. We he now knows that he's. Uh, and don't get me wrong, all the back and Canadian. forth is, is super enjoyable. Like you can tell these two guys have an affinity for each other. They really like interacting with one another. Columbo's having a blast talking to Shatner. Shatner's enjoying himself too. Like. This is very much like there's like a weird kinship here. Yeah. 
you know, like, and she, it's, it's Lucerne who kind of fingers Fowler as the suspect yeah. at this point. He's like, Oh, well he's, you know, obviously Fowler's your man. Yeah. It's fucking, but he boring. doesn't have a motive because yeah. if his secret came out, what was the worst that could happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's very dumb. Like I find this, I find, I just find it annoying that like yeah. in character he is, implicating himself in the murder because he's so confident that he set up the perfect alibi that yeah you know here's all but there's just not the means you may have the motive you may have you know whatever just don't have the means because he's he's pretty confident that uh sid won't have an alibi well here's the thing he won't he won't want to reveal that he's banging his secretary well, yeah but he gets that piece of information from her in the very beginning of the episode because she's like oh it's so nice that my husband is having an affair with a secretary and he's like oh i could use that to my advantage mm-hmm. that did he know that they were hooking up that night is this something they do every night <clears throat> i don't know well i mean you he's know an old I, man i mean he can't he can't go every yeah, night but I, yeah. why is he gonna get married because he even mentions he's gonna marry her later like dude just fuck her and you, you've already spent yeah. money yeah, I was gonna say you saw where that went in California. Is a you know you, you it half the Eddie. milk, bro. You got the milk. You don't need the cow. <laughs> like, maybe fine. she's a really good cook. I don't care. You can. She get does not look really like good. a cook. Yeah. Cook. Never marry the secretary. Never marry the help. That's yeah. just that rule in general. Yeah, you guys don't, don't know, man. He loves her. I please. Yeah, she, she I makes was, him happy. I never understand that, like why rich guys marry or why rich people marry. Just don't bother. You're gonna lose your stuff. There's going to be an episode. Poor later guys where lose she their stuff. Him. Yeah. yeah, don't marry. Just no, and don't put your dick in crazy. Um, well, that's hard to do, though. I mean, that's some of the best. <laughs> but um, so Sid's should be number one, you know, because it's like, oh, he just came into a, a small fortune with all these silver certificates that she had in that safety deposit box that and the IOUs mention. and five hundred thousand dollars in IOUs from Ward Fowler a lot of money in 76 that's that's like a million dollars well you can buy a car a new car for three grand in 1976 because when colombo finds out how much all that recording equipment is and that's what i because i told stephanie we were watching i was like look at the video camera you got it on your phone and stephanie said the amazing part is you could buy a new car for three thousand bucks and i was like yeah i guess you're right you know like well i mean i paid a thousand dollars for my phone yeah, roughly, you know, for an iPhone that's eight hundred dollars, whatever. Three thousand dollars, I can get a MacBook Pro for that much. <laughs> Three thousand dollars, I could get a new eyeball. But it's just so good. Yeah. So we we pretty much, you know, he has an alibi. We we go over to uh, what is it, um, the VCR thing, and now Colombo acting that was kind of I don't know. Yeah. Again, this sets Weird. up this sets up the case for when the lawyer is like, This guy's a maniac. Like, look at him acting like a fool doing this crazy stuff. But again, this was obsessed with my client, you're This honor. felt so much like Falk and Shatner having fun. Yeah, just dicking around. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, uh, well, it's uh, you know, we this is when though uh, what is it? Colombo's found out the truth that he was a Korean War deserter. He wasn't Canadian, and he was an expert marksman. And he's an expert marksman. 
And then there's a knock at the door, and then in comes Sid and his lady friend, and he's and like, the "Cops okay. are bringing him in because we got warrant." Because that's the only thing you can do. We found that thread on the gun, which was conveniently placed there. So let's let's uh, get a warrant. And uh, here's some in all the times I've shot somebody with a pistol, I've never gotten my sweater <laughs> snagged on the trigger. But it's perfect. I mean, it's just yeah. No, but uh, obviously he was wearing his sweater under the down jacket in Southern California yeah. <laughs> during baseball season. Yeah, during baseball season. So it's the middle of summer. Yeah. But uh so they come in and they they you know the, examine the gun because Colombo has the gun and he's like, "Up, oh, well, and he starts dusting it for fingerprints or whatever." And, you know, uh, Shatner's like, well, you've already said that, you know, there are no prints on the gun. He's like, uh, yeah, but see, these these uh, guns would have been, this gun would have been used for sh- the movie, so it'd have blanks. So when you used it to kill her, you would have had to take the blanks out and put the real bullets in, kill her, and then put the blanks back in the gun. Didn't wipe off the blanks. And you didn't wipe off the bullets. That was good. Shoot. And I good. love that reaction from Shatner when he's just like, "There's he processes, and then there's this like, I thought I was going to get away with it. If for, it was like a game, though. That was yeah. the thing. It's just like. And that's shit. why. And that's, that's why I, what I forgot. And that's why I think I like the Nimoy episode better because I felt like it was there were more stakes. Like it felt like the tension felt real where like Nimoy and Columbo didn't like each other. They didn't. Nimoy was trying to outwit him and like by being cold and callous and things and just kept killing more people. So it felt real. Like it felt like there were real stakes. This one felt like two guys just kind of hanging out. And like you said, he was trying to get one over on him, you know? But I think like uh, Ward Fowler was feeding Columbo all this incriminating information with the belief that it doesn't matter how much you think or know that I did it. You can't prove it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but even though he's like, that was pretty bold of you to show me the VCR equipment. I mean, because it's like, okay, Colombo figured that. It's like, oh, that's how he did the alibi. Got it. It would have been funny if when he played it back, the baseball game was, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, God. Damn it. (laughs) What have I done? Oh, even better. That's what he was doing is he was recording over the baseball game by, you know, goofing around with. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. The pre-roll is a little bit of the baseball game and then it goes. Or even better. He lets it run and then it cuts back to the baseball game. It's just like off, off, off. This didn't work out at all. Like I wanted. Ward's like, Oh, I heard this part on the radio. Let me see what happens. Yeah. He's supposed to do it on the radio. (laughs) So stupid. That was a good catch. I didn't, I didn't realize that at the time. And so, yep, he can, then he confesses. Yeah. And he's like, yo, I was, I'm the sympathetic one in this, in this play. Right. So it's to him, it's still just like a, like a theater, like a theatrical production. Yeah. Columbo's like, like, why are you calling him Lassard? His name is Ward. Like what the fuck is going on here? You know, I can't wait until he decides to represent himself in court. (laughs) Cause he played a lawyer one time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, His lawyer character. My lawyer's name is. Robert Irving Esquire. Hello, I'm Robert Irving Esquire. And I'm Detective Latour. Starts questioning himself. <laughs> I call to the stand Detective Lieutenant Lucerne. <gasps> and, Lucy, he's got, and he's got different costumes for the whole thing. Yeah. 
switching out hats and stuff. <clears throat> like I said, I, I a young a young uh, Ito is in the aud- in the watching this, <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I should let cameras into the court one day. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode because, mm-hmm. again, I just I'm a mark for Columbo. Like I just love Columbo. Yeah, like, it's he's so much fun. This, to watch. I mean, it's we had the bonus of having two episodes with Star Trek characters. Yeah, which was awesome. Right. So um, that kind of ties it into our thing, but oh, just Columbo in general, just watch Columbo. Yeah. Uh, but I like the Nimoy one better. This episode, mm-hmm. I don't know how we rated the last one um, on a scale did. of one to 10 or whatever, but like, it's good. Like it's fun to watch. Like it's a fun, it's a lot more fun than the Nimoy episode, but I like the Nimoy episode better. Cause I feel like it's a better I don't know. Like I said, I just felt like the the tension was real. Yeah. <clears throat> I kind of like it without the tension, though. Now, Ben, you said you like the the Nimoy episode better. Is that still the case? I like, I I like Nimoy as a murderer better. Okay. He's he's scarier. He takes it seriously. <laughs> he is. He's. But here's so here's my theory though. That was like <clears throat> second season. Yeah. And this is sixth season. You know, this is like. 10 years later so i don't know so i think the first one was like 73 and this is 76 or something like that Hang um, on, or the, uh, the nimoy one came out in 70 73 70, february of 73 73 yes and then this one was um seven october of 76 okay so three years so, later yeah almost four years um and, and again, several seasons. So, you know, shows over time kind of change. You know, you, you go like you look at the very like I've watched a shit ton of Columbo in this last couple of weeks. It's really fun. And um, so I watched Prescription Murder. OK. And if you go from Prescription Murder. You know, from his, you know, the first movie he does up to now. And just his buffoonishness, his bumblingness increases or whatever. Yeah. And then you have different levels. Like, I, I think they started changing the villains so that they wouldn't be as frightening. Like Dabney Coleman in the nineties is, you know, he's, he's a bad guy, but eh, I'm not scared of him. Like, you know, in the nineties, uh, Shatner one, Shatner's going to straight up shoot Columbo at one point. Wow. And, you know, you're just like, whoa, shit. You know, it's, it's rare that they pull guns on him. So I, I think part of why, I, I guess, this was a more fun episode, like Dennis said. Yeah, it was more fun. It, it wasn't as as tense. And, and you know, I, I've been living in a very tense world lately, so it's kind of nice to... I like the know, murderers that are you know are going to get caught. So you've been watching uh, Columbo a lot. I watched a lot of it on my birthday. Did you watch Double Shock yet? No, I'm saving that one. Okay, Double Shock is I really enjoyed Double Shock. And then another one that I forgot that I liked was um let me find it here real quick. Uh, a candidate for a crime mm-hmm. with Jackie Cooper who plays Perry uh Perry White in the in Superman, Superman movies. movies. Yeah. Yep. That one was really good cuz he's the senator. Did you watch that one? That one was pretty good. Yep. I seen like the last 45 minutes of that one or yeah. 30 minutes or whatever. It was pretty I, good. I like that one. And then I think the next one I'm going to watch, then I guess. And then I also started watching the one with um, when they were on this the ship. Uh, poor 
troubled waters. The Are you, ex- you expecting bad weather, yeah. detective? <laughs> because he's got the fucking coat. It's You're so... heading to to Mexico in, in, on vacation on. cruise, and, I, and he's got the coat. And I love that one because Dr. Philip Bombay is in it. Um, he plays one of the guys on the boat. If you're mm-hmm. a fan of 60s television, you know immediately the the big ginger guy with the mustache who was on every fucking show. He played Doctor. lived surprisingly long. Yeah, Dr. Philip Bombay rules. He was in The Mummy in 99. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it's just like, why are you still around? He's one of those actors that every time he would show up, I one, I would say the the old rhyme you know dr bombay come right away but then it was just like um you know it's like what is is he still alive what what's the guy's name oh uh what's his the actor's name i know i mean i bernard fox dr bombay it's actually excuse me his name is dr hubert bombay but he's Dr. Bombay. Dr. Philip Bombay is somebody else, but yeah. No. But what's, it's Bernard Fox is wonderful. Yeah. He's in everything. And he died in 2016. Here, look, I'll show you. You know who he is? Here, I'll show yeah, you. Yeah, I see him. Yeah. You know his face because he's in bugging everything. Everything. And with a face like that, how can you be in everything? Because you're going to know him from everything. You're going to see him and go, oh, that's the guy from Bewitched. Oh, that's the guy from Hogan's Heroes. Oh, that's the guy. Mikhail's Navy, Man from Uncle, Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Dick Van Dyke Show, Perry Mason. Oh, this, I'm telling you, man, he, he must have had a F-troop. great F-Troop, Knight Rider. Just being in everything. The Andy Griffith Show. They don't make actors like that anymore. Mm-mm. That don't ever star in anything. That don't like. The, the guys with studio contracts. You yeah, know? That, yeah, that don't yeah. ever, like, they're just in everything. Like, his IMDb page has to be, like, a thousand fucking pages long. Well, the, well, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page, and it's just, like, Punky Brewster, yeah, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Pee-wee's Playhouse, Simon and Simon Fall he's Guy. everything. The Jeffersons, two episodes, Heart to Heart, Love Boat. Riptide. He was in additional voices on Scooby-Doo. He was in the Dukes. How is that guy? He was in Lou Grant. Mash. God damn, he's in everything. Soap. Emergency. So he was in the soap opera Passions mm-hmm. as Dr. Bombay. Yeah. But then he was also. Passions. No, Passions was weird because that was the one that had like all the paranormal shit. Yeah. It was like a Don't dark. Don't they all sh- kind of? No. No, not like, like Pat. Yeah. Passions had straight up witches and, and, and ghosts and shit. Just like Dark Shadows. Kind Dude, of. He was it like, was kind of trying to do that Dark Shadows gimmick. Because good Dark Shadows, people forget Dark Shadows was like a soap opera. Yeah. It was in the afternoons and shit. My mother like loved that crap. But uh yeah. He was on I mean, Andy Griffith, Mikhail's Navy, Dick Van Dyke, Perry Mason, F Troop, I Spy, Hogan's Heroes, I Dream a Genie, Man of Uncle, Bewitched, the monkeys. He was on the fucking monkeys. Oh, love American style, Columbo, Columbo, Cannon, Emergency, Soap. This dude was on everything. See, I Fantasy love the island. Yeah. Lou Grant. Yeah. Everything. Heart to Heart, the heart Jeffersons, heart. Knight Rider, Hotel, Simon and Simon, The Fall Guy, Riptide, Murder She Wrote, Punky Brewster. He was on fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Like, good lord, man. Like, this, what a life. I wonder if, I bet if he's got to have the best book. 
Does he have a book? If he does, oh, I'd no. like he probably to... had to sign an NDA. Yeah, right. You can't talk. He about he, he knew stuff. too much. Yeah. Eighty nine years old. Oh, so now here's something he did that Shatner's character didn't do. He was uh, in the Royal Navy for World War II and the Korean War. There you go. He went to Korea. He did. Unlike he some deserter. He wasn't a well. Here's the thing. He went to Korea in real life, and then he went back in Mash. Wow. That's How awesome. many Mash actors were Korean War veterans? I wonder. But I mean, Jesus, what a life! What a career! Yeah. I like how we're talking about Columbo, but then we diverge on Doctor Bombay, which well, was I just mean, an amazing life of. I've always, it, like, if you watch the '70s, you watched this guy show up in something. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's not actors like that anymore. Like you're like, oh, there he is. <sighs> Wasn't there though? I don't know. I'm sure I think, if we really thought about it, we could think of somebody. Because there's there's a documentary about uh, those guys, about the, the the character actors, and I got it. I'll try to dig it up, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, you, you it's basically two hours of oh, it's uh, you know that guy. He was in. Uh, yeah. And you know, but there's like a there was a loop in the '90s, the the '90s, late '90s, 2000s, where like you were on Law and Order, you were on The Sopranos, you were on Homicide, yeah. you were like that kind of loop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like guys got typecast. Like, well, oh, you're you're a mechanic on Law and Order. I did a Google search for on IMDb. They have a list of 50 great modern character actors. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But Walton Goggins is on the list. I don't think he's really a character actor. I mean, he's more he's kind of more of a lead, right? Um, he's, I mean, he's John Voight character actor. Mm, I, I'm, I'm talking about yeah. like CCH Pounder. She's not a character. Actor. Well, here's the thing. I, there's a, a, another documentary I was watching or an interview, uh, where Miam Bialik, Brian uh, Cranston was talking about that where she's like, if you have a certain look, you know, if, if you're fat or, you know, not as attractive, then you, you get into that, that character actor gig. Yeah. You yeah, know. but I mean, I would think that as somebody is like a one shot kind of person who shows up for an episode in a series or one scene of a, you know, a cameo appearance in a movie or something like that. Not like John Goodman. Yeah, like John Goodman's a character actor, but like he's still like he's he's still like a lead. Yeah, yeah, he can carry maybe a show. Scott Glenn, maybe that's better. He's John Goodman's a character actor in the sense that like, but he's always the second guy in a movie, like in the Big Lebowski or in a Coen yeah. Brothers film or yeah. on Roseanne. Like Philip Bombay is just a guy who would make a guest spot, who would show up and be like, "Here I am." Maybe William Fickner is he a good one? I don't who, even know who that is. He's uh, he was the bank manager at the beginning of the. Oh, Dark that Knight. that might be a good one. Yeah. 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 And I always, it's funny because they have him right next to Gary Cole, and I always kind of get those two guys mixed Gary up. Gary Cole's a good one who's yeah. just in a lot of shit, and you're like, oh, yeah. that's right. He was in Office Space. He's in this thing. He's in Well, that, see, there's a lot of guys, though. There. There's a lot of guys, though, who maybe we don't think of as character actors because they weren't when we first saw them. And then they later, you Became know, as they get famous. older, they, well, no, as they become less famous. They they transition into that. I can see that because like the guy from uh, God from he's he plays the Vulcan ambassador in Star Trek. He was on Alien Nation. He was the cop, um, and I always get him mixed up with Gary Cole. 
um shit can't think of his name he's know. been in a but again he's in a ton of stuff and he you know he had his own series for a while with alienation but then you know he uh not so much anymore a jeffrey good combs jeffrey combs might be a good example jeffrey Although he's not in a whole lot of stuff that i can think of yeah he star might trek. be a good example but other than star trek a good example that i can think of like would be um this is in the 70s you would see chris parnell if he would play Dr. Leo Spichemin, but then he would also play like a bit part here and a bit part there and a bit part. He's here. that way. Like voice acting is that way now Yeah, where you're like, Oh, I know that's Chris Parnell's voice or yeah. that's Patton Oswalt's voice. So I know? think maybe it's kind of moved to well, Patton Oswalt is a good one for character actors. I think. Yeah. He, he shows mean, up in a lot of geeky stuff, but yeah. he's still, he's still that guy that shows up in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But like he's you like you know I can think of like Molly Shannon and is in a way kind of like that you're like oh yeah. Molly Shannon's in this that's weird mm -hmm. like yeah. she just pops up in an episode of whatever you know yeah. I don't know we're, I not gotta, gonna, we're not gonna we're, figure it out today yeah and we're you know they not gonna match the seventies yeah that's just because I mean fuck dude that guy was in everything but yeah Chris Parnell would be a good example I think because you're just like oh look he's also voicing an Eminem now <laughs> like he's doing uh cream cheese what? commercial and he's leo spachemin and he's the narrator on word girl that's so weird i think to be a a good character actor type you have to be memorable but forgettable yes you gotta blend in yeah well that's it's so one thing uh if you like shatner and this i recommend it's on youtube i think um, I don't know if you ever watched Nero Wolf. I've it heard was, good things though. I've never. It was one. Well, it was uh, like a CBS Mysteries type yeah. thing. Timothy Hutton played the. So Nero Wolf is the fat detective, or whatever, right? But he has his leg man and Archie Goodman, and that was played by Timothy Hutton back in the nineties. And if you go back to the the sixties and the fifties, I guess. Shatner played that role. Oh, interesting. He was the man Friday that would, you know, do all the legwork or whatever. And it was, it's interesting if you go out and if you watch that, the unsold pilot or whatever from the 60s with Shatner as uh, Archie Goodman to see kind of the range that he had. Is that the premise behind Jake and the Fat Man, too? <laughs> I, I Jake, would... Jake the, the leg man for the Fat Man? Yeah. Which I the only reason I watched Jake and the watch Fat an Man was of Jake and the Fat Man. Jake and the Fat Man. Just, hey, man. just watch Canon. Canon's and, uh, good. Yeah, I like Canon. It's a Quinn Martin production. Yeah. But uh, um, I've I, I tell you though I've had a lot of fun watching Columbo. Like it's been really fun. It, it was a nice uh, break um, from Star Trek, but yeah. still kind of connected to Star Trek before we start up the Voyager. voyages next week. Oh shit. Next week, what's the name? What are the name of the people? The caretaker. The caretaker. That's not, not a bad episode. Mm -mm. It's not. It's mm -mm. kind of dumb when they go to like the farm and there's like a fucking hoedown, and I don't understand. But it's stupid. But yeah. whatever. Well, if you compare it to TNG's, you know, crystalline entity. Well, no, like the premiere episode when they have like the the court. Q's court and all the like midgets running around and stuff like that. Like I thought sometimes the they do weird stuff. I thought the first episode of TNG was the crystalline entity. No, yeah. no, no. That's after. No, 
Lord. Oh no! Though this was the the space the jellyfish. Far point, yeah, far yeah. point. Mission. Yeah, crystalline. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry, I got my wrong entity. I, yeah. I, yeah, There's yeah. always some kind of entity. I apologize, everybody. I apologize. Man, it's like you've never even watched this show. It's like I have no idea what I'm even doing. You have awesome hair, so you know. And I got new frames, which I really like. Warby Parker. Uh, yeah, buddy. 125 bucks delivered to my Can't house. Can't beat it. Can't yeah. beat it. I didn't have to leave my house. It's perfect. I need new glasses. Don't so, look through the ones that you can't try on at your house. Because a lot of the times I noticed when I went back through my Warby Parker history, I kept trying on the same ones. And I was like, why do they only have like seven pairs of frames? If you look at other ones that you can't get delivered, you just got to kind of run with it. But yeah, you'll know. See, I, I use progressives, so I can't uh, use Warby Parker. They, they do progressive lenses. Yeah, but they're insanely expensive. Yeah, it's a little more expensive. Yeah. See, I just have regular old man glasses. I wish I could do that. I'm sorry, Ben. Me, 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 me. <laughs> just, I, I can't do the, the two pair. Uh, yeah. People, everybody I know does the two pair of glasses. Yeah, that's weird. And I'm just like, just, just get... like the flip down. Dwayne <laughs> Wayne's done. Yeah. See, I, I keep so wanting to flip down. Little, yeah, it's got the little small ones that yeah. flip down. My first glasses were, were frameless. And then I went to the Clark Kent's. And now I have to decide what I'm getting next. The first pair of glasses I had, uh, I got in the third grade, and they had Garfield on the side of them. That's nice. why I remember I liked it because they had Garfield it's pretty on sweet. the arm. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I will start a Twitter thing and just be like, hey, help me find my glasses. There's a really good Twitter thing. It's, it's Garfield, but they block out one panel of the strip. Oh, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty – I'll find the Twitter handle, but, like, they – it always changes, but they always block out one of the panels. I think a lot of the times it's the middle panel. Let me see if I can find it. But so somebody the setup, the setup panel. Yeah. Somebody did the one where they take out all of the Garfield dialogue because he's a cat. Garfield, but the middle panel is censored as well. A lot of those Garfields, though, he's talking to Odie or something like that. So then there would be no talking going. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So it's just like that's how lame it is. And then the other one is they replace Garfield with President Garfield. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty funny. And so there's just like a little cat-sized President Garfield sitting there and all of them saying, you know, the stuff. And it's just like... He hates Mondays. I, yeah. will, tell you, I and, will tell you this. Well, yeah, Monday's was probably pretty tough in the 1800s as president. Well, well, yeah, because he was assassinated on a Monday. That's the joke. There you go. I will tell you this. Garfield doesn't hold up as all that well. Like you're Wait, Was it even that funny as a kid? Yeah. Was it? I enjoyed it. I loved it as a kid. I used to fucking read the shit out of those oddly shaped books. No, like I, was were... a, I was a Heathcliff man. Well, it's funny. Um... That's all you could get in the hood. <laughs> Heathcliff's awesome, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I love the Heathcliff cartoon. I thought yeah. it was. Cool. I, I never. I, well, I like the cartoon, but I never watched the. Uh, I mean, I watched the cartoon show, but I never saw the what do you call it? The comic strip. The comic strip. I didn't, I didn't even know it was a comic strip. I just thought it was a TV show. I don't like, think oh. it was a comic strip. They had, but they had comics. Like you could buy the, like books of Cliff uh, comics. Oh, okay. It may have been a comic strip too. I don't, I'm not sure. But the Garfield books, it's when, uh, in back in my days of web comics, uh, Scott Kurtz, who who did a web comic a lot more successful than mine, and still oh, does that stop comic. Stop it! I have your book. But, Good. Yeah, but okay, so his books though, when he went to get them published, I guess he was going through Image because he had a connection there. 
they made him or it may not have been him, but whoever his publisher was made him size them the same size as Garfield books because that's what was selling at the time. So, Oh yeah, that's, that's the size. So those oddly sized. And then the first, I want to say at least the first one, but maybe the first two, they ripped off the Garfield uh, titles where ah. the, the theme of, you know, Garfield around the house or something and, you know, whatever, or PV the Garfield at large, it was PVP at large. And he's like, yeah, guys, we no. I mean, I, I get what you're trying to do, but stop. It's no. Because that's how much of an influence it had. I just shared the Heathcliff web page with you. Nice. The kitty corner. Yeah, Heathcliff was like a real thing. See, he was I, he was way cooler though than Garfield. Oh yeah. I mean he had his lady. He had like friend. a gang and stuff. He had a gang. Yeah, he had a fucking gang, dude. Like, that's why was... I liked him so much. <laughs> he was a gangster. Well, there was like two Heathcliff had because the Garfield cartoon was split up into Garfield and US Acres. Yeah. And then um, Heathcliff was split up into two cartoons too, wasn't it? It was Heathcliff and then another one on the other half of it, right? And was my mind playing tricks on me here? I mean, it was that weird time on. Was it where Saturday Heathcliff morning. was was voiced by Bill Murray and then also by no? What's the guy's name? Oh, Lorenzo Music. Yeah, Lorenzo Music. <laughs> no. Um. Because uh, the. Yeah, because I always thought it was weird that Lorenzo Music voiced Garfield because he just sounded like Bill Murray, and then they actually got Bill Murray, and then Lorenzo Music died of a broken heart like Padme when they got rid of him. He's just like, <laughs> how could you do this to me? And just died. Didn't he voice Venkman on the yeah. the real Ghostbusters? Yeah, that was the that was the 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 that was the, his into Garfield. Well, no, that was the the weird loop thing because it was Murray in the movie music in the ghostbusters cartoon and then music went to garfield and then when garfield became a movie it went back to murray so it was just like that that and see i thought though that lorenzo music died and then murray came in to take over the role did he die of a broken heart while giving birth to twins yes yes that were then hidden on different and those planets tw those twins one day are gonna take down bill murray <laughs> that's, that's what's gonna happen but nobody will ever believe it happened yeah that sounds yeah, but so, Mel Blank did the voice for Heathcliff. Maybe at one point. Oh, see, that's why or, it's so great. Really? Mm -hmm. In like the '84 version that we yeah. watched as kids, that was yeah. Mel Blank. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow. Okay. And then they did have so it said the first season ran for 65 episodes. Good God! <laughs> yeah, and the second season ran for 21. Heathcliff and Marmaduke. Yeah, each episode was featured the... two segments. One being about Heathcliff, while the other featured the. Cadillac cats, the Cadillac mm -hmm. cats. Yeah, I was looking at uh, GI Joe on Tubi, and like season one is like fifty something. I was like, oh my god, GI Joe's <laughs> on Tubi. Well, yeah. think about it; it's, it's five days a week, half an hour. I yeah, know, but I didn't realize. You know, you don't think about it as a kid that you know that it's new episodes that are coming out every week. Yeah, and they can get away with it because it's basically a commercial to buy the toys. So. Yeah, they're paying yeah. for themselves. Yeah. We need to get back on that G.I. Joe shit, son. Yeah. Really? You, you would continue the G.I. Joe podcast, would, Dennis? Man. Maybe some select episodes, not necessarily plowing through it step yeah. by step. I like the one where they where they go to the alternate universe and the Baroness and Dusty are lovers. Ooh, do we get to see that? Yeah, I mean, not sex, but you, know, oh, that's you can cool. imagine it. I can't. I, I like the one. Hold on, hold on. She's in, a, she's in a robe. Mm. I like the one where Shipwreck <laughs> rips off um, a uh, James Garner movie. 
which was you know one of my favorite James Garner movies where they're trying to no I thought we established he ripped off a Jack Nicholson movie no he's ripping off Jack Nicholson's voice voice yeah but no, there was a James Garner movie where he's a an, an intelligence officer in World War II, and he knows he's got the D-Day plans, and the Nazis capture him and like fake his hair gray and like, oh yeah, oh, D-Day yeah. was a few years ago, and don't you remember? Wasn't that uh, what day was that? That you guys invade? Where did you guys invade? You know, they're trying to like pump him for because it, it yeah it happened a long time ago. Not to keep it secret now, everybody oh it won the war. It was great. And, you know, he finally figures out what's going on. So shipwreck, Cobra needed... You snakes are Cobra. <laughs> exactly. So it was um, the well, same De- thing. Well, Dennis, if you want to curate a couple episodes and find out where we can watch it, maybe we'll review it just for... Uh, uh, Patreon, pa- actually. Just Patreon, yeah. Because, I mean, I could talk to you guys for 45 minutes extra mm. a week. No? Okay, fine. Fine. Whatever. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, what else have I got going on in my life? Nothing. Uh, well, I got a whole lot of nothing. That's, that's what matters. But see, yeah, so um, this episode will be out on Friday. Um, so Happy New Year, I guess. Right? Oh, wow. We're talking to the future. In the year 2000. I, I've asked uh, Gary in Australia to, because uh, he's in the future and he's going to get to 2021. Yes. He, I've always asked that people in Australia please tweet to me and let me know um, that we made it. You know, d- well, that's the old Charlie Brown thing. Is I know the world won't end tomorrow because it's already tomorrow in Australia. <laughs> but uh, no, the thing about they can let us know, know if the event horizon is on the way. Are there flying cars? That's there's supposed to be flying cars in the future. So well, in when the it's, world of tomorrow. In the world tomorrow. So when he's in tomorrow, in the next year, that's Australia. Those guys are crazy. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, Next time you hear our voices, we will be talking about Star Trek Voyager. I won't. Why not? I'm going to protest that week. No, come on. Are you wheel of voyaging yourself? No. I mean, we got to at least watch the first couple of them. It's not I had, I had to get a new background for the, the set here. Yeah. See, my, my Star Trek uh, stuff You're is just back sitting in at your scene. kitchen table. I had to move my kitchen table. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'll tell you about that next time. But yeah, um, voice. So next time you hear our voices, it'll be 2021. Actually, well, you'll hear this. It'll be 2021. But the next time you hear our voices, we'll be talking about Star Trek Voyager. I'm impressed. I mean, come on, man. We made yeah. it through two. Dude, two, two whole series. Two yeah. whole 178 episodes each. And Columbo. And a couple Columbos, some G.I. Joes here and there, or Twilight Zone. Like, there's Silk a lot stalking. of shit. Silk, stalk- Silk Stalkings is probably the worst thing we're 18 ever going to watch. 18 Wheels of Justice. I can't imagine anything is going to be worse than Silk Stalkings. Maybe the season finale of Voyager season one with the cheese. Maybe. Maybe the cheese is dead. Ben. You know what I'm talking about. I know. The, I know the cheese. The worst. <laughs> like it's so bad. Is this like the book? Uh, who hit, who took the cheese or who hid the cheese? No, it's like one of the, the like that would have been entertaining. That motivational been... business books or whatever. No. Neelix is making cheese in the kitchen, um, and he poisons the crew, or something like that. 
It's fucking. It, and then turns into Urkel. And he's it, telling them that it's space madness. <laughs> it's not my cheese. It, it's so dumb, dude. Like, they can I do that? The cheese. Are, it's fucking stupid. But whatever. Just wait. Just wait. something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. Again, Yay. the bad <laughs> TNG episodes were always fun to listen to. I imagine there's going to be a lot of that. Dork Trek is going to be the, one of the funnest shows to listen to for the next two years. Four. God. <laughs> that will start well, doubling them up pretty soon. Nah, dude, come Let's on. Let's go back to the old ways. Get three nah, per. Let's on. go. It'll be fun. We have fun with each other and the yeah. camaraderie that Are is. Are we going to watch uh, both episodes of Caretaker? I say we split them up, right? Split them up. I guess it depends on how it's on Netflix. Yeah, if it's split up, I think well, it'd be split up on network television, wouldn't it? They'd have split it up. Well, I thought they did like a two-hour premiere. Yeah, I think it might have been a two-hour premiere. We'll do the two-hour premiere then. Who cares? I just need to know what to watch. Watch them both. Torture yourselves. (laughs) Torture! Again, starting out, it wasn't that bad. No, when they show up at the fucking hoedown, you're like, what the fuck is this? It's very early, like, what the fuck is this? There is... We'll get into it because I could even tell you about it as soon as I hit stop. So thank you for listening. Voyager next week. Dennis, Ben, always a pleasure. Watch some Columbo. Do yourself a favor.